Hi there. Thanks for joining me on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga and the creator of the Momentum Magic Method, the way to become a confident teacher who seamlessly shares cues and easily creates sequences, whose classes are transformational, not just transactions, who understands anatomy and who shares their passion in a unique and authentic way. On the podcast, you'll hear anatomy lessons, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field, and a dose of personal growth because having a strong and healthy mindset is such an important piece of being a confident teacher. In addition to the podcast, follow me on Instagram and TikTok for daily videos on teaching topics. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. Hi there. Welcome to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, and this is episode 257. I am recording this on September 8th, 2023. This will go live on September 11th, Monday. All episodes drop on Mondays. Uh, special note, it is September 11th. That is a day being born in the Bronx uh, and growing up in New York City and New Jersey uh, that I will never forget. Uh, just the tragedy of September 11th is seared into my mind. And uh, as I'm sure for yourself, even if you're listening from outside the United States, uh, I know you know about September 11th and it always feels um, just profound in, in a way anytime that date arrives. So if you have been affected uh, by that tragic event many, many years ago, uh, I just acknowledge you and and hope that you have continued to get the support um, that you need uh, to to get through the the memories of of that awful awful day um so I'm here on on Friday and in another New York way of being have um, got the TV on downstairs tuned in to the US open the US open is I grew up watching tennis I grew up playing tennis and it's been on now for two weeks. This is heading into the final weekend. If you're a tennis fan, you're probably experiencing what I'm experiencing, which is US Open insomnia. Yes, I have coined that term <laughs> because over the past two weeks, so many of the matches have gone late and my sleep schedule as documented in my Apple Watch is completely off kilter because I have stayed up well past midnight, well past one o'clock, well past two o'clock, several nights. One of the matches went four and a half hours. Um, that was with uh, Zarev and, oh goodness, was it Carlos Alcarez? I forget who he played, but yeah, it's been crazy, but I've really been enjoying it. And I'm going to go back to watching tennis after I record this. It's just so amazing to see these athletes um, just battle it out. And it has been so hot, super hot here in Boston, super hot in New York City. So they really are battling the elements. There is a lot of inspiration to get from watching professional athletics of all sports. And so I hope uh, if you haven't checked it out, you check out. Well, by the time you're listening to this, the finals will be over, but we're headed into football season and there's just, there's always inspiration out there in the way of, of athletes. Today, um, 
we're going to talk about something that is very top of mind for me, very much on the forefront of my mind, because I just did a workshop yesterday around your dream vision, your future as a yoga teacher. And I, I kind of set it up in a, a, a way that I've set it up before, but I've never really um, shared my framework for teaching yoga teachers, for training yoga teachers in a way that it sets you up so that you can make that future a reality. And, and I really call it your dream vision because for a lot of teachers, that's what it is. It's it's a dream in their mind about what they want. And I'm not sure what your current situation is, or if you've even ever thought about what is my dream vision as a yoga teacher. It's definitely something we're going to dive into today, because I think it can be so powerful to articulate what your dream vision is. And also to even go through the exercise. I mean, I think for a lot of yoga teachers out there, they go into their 200 hour, they graduate and they start to teach in studios and they sort of never really feed that part of them that has other dreams for what they want to do with their yoga teaching skill set that has other ways they want to show up for teacher, uh, for students, you know, who have other ideas of things they want to do in their communities, you know, these are the things that we're going to talk about today so that I can be sure by the end of this episode, you have a good plan of action to make what you want happen. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I follow a lot of people on TikTok that you probably wouldn't imagine I do. There's this one young, very young girl, um, woman. She's uh, an influencer in sort of the makeup lifestyle space. Her name is Alex Earl. And um, I, I, I just love her. I find her super quirky and super fun, can laugh at herself. And um, she is very much, um, you know, kind of, I don't even know how I ended up following her, but the algorithm feeds you certain things, right? She um, is just doing a lot of things that young women in her age group, I'm talking like early twenties, probably aspire to, <clears throat> but in an odd way, it's not that I aspire to anything she's doing, but I just love to watch her path of seeing her dreams come true. She recently got a makeup contract with a pretty big makeup company. She recently was interviewed in Elle magazine. It's New York fashion week. And she just went a couple of days ago to the Chanel show as a guest. And then she went to uh, some other fashion show at night. And I'm a huge fashion person. Uh, and so all of these things are things that I would love to go to. I would love to go to the Chanel fashion show. I'd love to go to New York fashion week and hang out with Anna Wintour, who by the way, is at the U S open almost every night. But, um, even more so than the things that she's doing that I can sort of not even aspire to, but that inspire me. It's just watching someone see their dreams come true that I find so inspiring, even if they're dreams that I don't necessarily share. Another great way to do that is when you watch America's Got Talent and you see people come out on stage who, for instance, have been singing all their life and they've always wanted to be a singer and they've just never had a chance to show their stuff. And then they get on the stage on America's Got Talent in front of Simon Cowell and the other judges and they're 
like in their fifties or sixties or seventies and they sing and it's just so beautiful. And that kicks off their career. And finally they start to live their dreams. So these are just stories and just some of the ways that making your dream a reality can not only inspire you, but can inspire other people around you. So let's start out by saying, you know, let's, let me have you, let me ask you to think about the first thing that comes to your mind. When I say, what about your dream? What's your dream vision of what you want as a yoga teacher? You know, if time and money were no object, if you didn't hold any of the negative beliefs about yourself or your abilities that you might hold now, what would your dream vision be? I want you to imagine teaching how you want. And that could look like maybe you're teaching some classes now in a style that you don't want, that doesn't resonate with you, but it was the only class you could get at the only studio in your area. Maybe you really want to teach in a different style, but the studio you're at doesn't want to add another class to the schedule. Maybe you have a dream of teaching in a certain way and you just don't have a place to do it. So I want you to first imagine teaching how you want. Then I want to imagine you teaching where you want. So if you're teaching in studios, but you really want to teach privates or you're teaching privates and you really want to teach in studios, but you're so nervous, you can't imagine walking in a room and having everybody looking at you. Maybe you want to start a program in your community for seniors. Maybe you want to teach children, whatever it is, imagine teaching where you want. What comes up for you when you hear that? What about imagine making the money you feel you're worth? I very rarely, if ever, talk to a yoga teacher who feels they're being paid with their worth, or they have feelings of self-worth lacking in them. And so they take whatever they can get without having any sense of what their rate list is. So they have no way to sort of compare what somebody tells them they're going to be paid for teaching a class at their particular location against what they think they're worth. And so when we don't do that, we're just out there accepting classes onto our schedule. And then for some teachers, and I can certainly relate to this over the path of my career, after a couple of months, you're thinking, why am I driving all over creation on Tuesday nights for this class where I'm only getting paid $35? This is not worth it to me. And this is not what I'm worth. So that's what I mean. Imagine making the money you feel you're worth. And then imagine teaching who you want. You know, if you really have maybe your original intention in going to teacher training was to bring yoga to your community, to women's groups, to women over 50, to children, to seniors, to people with learning disabilities, to uh, people in prisons, people in disabled living centers or supportive living environments or people with mental health challenges, whatever it is. Imagine teaching who you want, you know, and again, all these examples I'm giving that giving you, that's not to say teaching open classes in studios is not something that you might want. I'm just saying, don't sell your vision short, start to let your mind go free, start to allow yourself to imagine what you want, because I promise you so much more is possible than you think 
think is possible because you're probably only operating at the level of where your mind is at right now. And that is a really powerful thing that I want you to digest because as you're hearing me walk through these questions, if you constantly have a thought of what your vision is, but then you have a second thought that says, oh, that can never happen. I want you to stop listening to that second thought and appreciate that that thought is simply coming from your lived experience right now. And I am here to tell you through my own experience and my experience of working with teachers in my program, that there's so much more out there that's possible for you than you can even imagine right now. So having said that, can you already see how teaching in this way will make you feel amazing? When you're teaching who you want, where you're, where you want, how you want, making the money you truly believe you're worth, can you see how when you do all those things, when you're living in that way, when your teaching path is that way, that you're going to just feel great, you're going to feel connected, you're going to feel purposeful, you're going to feel mission driven. This is so different from feeling stress and worry and resentment and like you want to quit. And, and even in the situation of, yeah, things are okay. On a scale of one to 10, yeah, I'd say my teaching is out of five. My satisfaction level with my teaching is out of five. What about having it be at an 11? That's what I want for you. So as you discover the key skills of teaching from excellence, what I'm calling teaching from excellence. These are things like learning how to share effective cues, discovering my intentional sequencing method and understanding anatomy. You will feel confident and will begin to take action on the steps to make that vision a reality. And as a result, there will be this amazing thing that we call the ripple effect. But because of your unique role as a yoga teacher, the ripple effect will not only affect other people around you in the studio world or in the teaching world, meaning people coming to your classes, but it will also affect people in your life. So when you think of the ripple effect of you teaching from excellence on your students, it means your students can do the poses easier. It means that they will understand your cues faster. It means they'll want to come back to your classes. It means they'll feel supported. It means they'll learn more. They'll, it means that they'll take their goal, their, I'm sorry, their good health and energy to their families, to their workplaces, to their communities. So the ripple effect of them going to your class and you showing up and teaching from excellence, think of all those hops in that algorithm. Think of all those hops, all those connections between all those people in that paradigm I just shared for the ripple effect on your students. But now think about when you teach from excellence because you have the skills of cueing, you understand how to easily build sequences and you truly understand anatomy. That means your confidence is higher. Think of the ripple effect of you teaching in that way, teaching from excellence on your family. Think about when you come home from teaching a class and no one has to hear you say, oh my God, I wonder if people like that class. Think about <clears throat> your life partner no longer needing to hear you say anything about the class you just taught and worrying and rehashing it. 
Think about the ripple effect of you having more time in your life because you're teaching from excellence and therefore you don't need to spend hours every week prepping for your classes. <clears throat> Think about the ripple effect on your kids or other people in your home, your partner, other people in your life, in your communities, when they interact with you and you're not feeling stressed because teaching is just seamlessly integrated into your life. It's not, oh my God, I have to go teach a class now. Or again, even in the less extreme position of just someone who enjoy teaching, but it's sort of a neutral position, I want for you to absolutely love it and to feel like you're mission driven. That's how I feel about what I do. And even though I've shifted since COVID to primarily training teachers in my program, and I don't teach a lot of classes now, that is 100% consistent with how I want to show up in the world as a yoga teacher trainer. And when teachers say things to me after I talk to them on the phone, or when I offer them a phone call to get to know more about them, and they'll say, oh, that's so sweet of you to offer. You need to know that while I appreciate that sentiment, I don't offer it out of being sweet. I don't even offer it out of being nice. I offer it because it is my mission to help more yoga teachers get out there and teach in this way, teaching from excellence. I see that as my unique skill in being able to support teachers in teaching this way. So when I say to you or another teacher, hey, I hear what you're saying. That sounds like definitely a challenge. I can help you fix that. Let's get on a call and let me share with you how I can help you. And they say, oh, that's so nice. I'm not being nice. It is a purpose that I have because I want you to experience all these things I just described. I want you to have this ripple effect in your families, in your communities. I want your students to have the ripple effect I just defined in their communities, in their families. And it all starts with you. It starts with you. And because I have a clear mission, that's what drives me to do what I do. And in my mind, my mission is crystal fucking clear. Crystal fucking clear. And I want the same thing for you. So having said that, what I want to do is walk you through a specific framework that comes from a particular um, area of study. And the area of study is called neuro-linguistic programming. It's referred to as NLP for short. And the particular framework I'm going to share with you is a framework designed to help you reach your dream outcome. And your dream outcome, we've already talked about what that is. And I was thinking about how can I help you create your dream outcome? And the first thing that popped into my mind was walking you through this step-by-step -step process laid out by practitioners of neuro-linguistic programming and in the book about NLP by author Tom Hubar, H-O-O-B-Y-A-R. And if you've never heard of NLP, I'll just read you a quick thing from the book here. The basis for NLP 
is an essential function of life, understanding and managing your own mind. NLP is famous for its fast fixes for phobias and long-held fears and beliefs and much more. The concepts of NLP have been embraced by many leaders in their fields several decades now since its inception. NLP appears in all kinds of books, trainings, courses, coaching, and motivational speeches. This approach provides you with multiple ways to create and maintain motivation to keep you moving forward towards your goals. So as I walk you through this framework, this will be the roadmap for you so that you can create your plan to make your dream vision a reality. Now, let me just say right from the outset, if it were as easy as just listening to this podcast here and making it happen, everybody would do it. So know that I appreciate me just sharing this approach with you isn't going to be enough to get you the dream outcome you want. However, it is super important that we start, that you start with an understanding of the big picture and what it takes to make your dream outcome a reality. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to share with you a way that I can help you get there. So the dream outcome or what he calls the outcome frame is a set of questions that orient your thinking to maximize the possibility of your getting what you want and being glad that you got it. And he goes on to say in the book, it's actually an orientation, a way of perceiving experience as a set of choices. Rather than addressing the issue of why a problem exists, it organizes experience around what is wanted and how it is possible to get there. In NLP, there is an ongoing assumption or presupposition that if it's possible for one person in the world to do something, it's possible for anyone to do it. It's just a matter of how. And I really want you to hear that because as you teach and look around at other teachers and watch teachers on social media and have imposter syndrome or worry that, well, there's something special and I'm not, and I can't get to do what they do because I don't have what they have. I want you to really hear that statement. I'll read it again. In NLP, there is an ongoing presupposition that if it's possible for one person in the world to do something, it's possible for anyone to do it. It's just a question of how. Please know that all those thoughts that you have around, I can't do it, are just beliefs. It's not fact. So here we go. We're going to go through the six questions involved in the well-formed outcome. And this is uh, something you could take notes for as you're listening. Uh, this would be a framework that you can use over and over again to get anything done. Today, we're talking about it in terms of getting to your dream outcome as a yoga teacher. So the first thing is to define it. What specifically do you want? What is the dream outcome that you want? Be as detailed as you can. I already gave you a whole bunch of tips on making that clearer. So imagine teaching how you want, where you want, who you want, for what rate of pay that you feel you deserve. These are all pieces of defining 
What specifically do you want? Because of course, we're framing this whole exercise around you as a yoga teacher, getting to the point where you're teaching in line with your vision of how you want to be teaching, what you dream about as a teacher. So the first thing is to be clear, what specifically do you want? You know, in some manifestation circles, they say being clear about what you want and stating it is one of the biggest pieces to manifesting what you want in your life. Declaring it to be happening or declare it as something you want or declare it to the universe as something you want to happen. So super important point. The next thing is, how will you know when you've achieved what you want? You know, this is one of the things that people forget. If they don't get clear on defining how they'll know when they get what they want, then they never know when they get there. So it's super important that we start to define how will I know when I get there? So if it's a certain behavior or a certain feeling, let's say you're a teacher who wants to feel more confident and you map out the steps to get there according to this plan. And then you have several check-ins every time you teach a class or every week at the end of teaching your classes, you write in your journal and you check with how you're feeling. So this is a way for you to get to a point where you'll know I'm either feeling more confident or I'm not. Certainly something that's more objective. Let's say part of your dream vision is to make $5,000 a month teaching yoga classes. So you map out a plan to get you to $5,000 a month. How will you know when you reach it? Well, when you have $5,000 in your bank account or $5,000 of booked revenue. So being clear on how will you know when you've achieved what you want? The third thing is, under what circumstances do you want to have this result? Where, when, and with whom? So this has to do with determining if the goal makes sense from all those perspectives. It sort of reminds me of when I first quit my corporate job to teach yoga full-time for Baron Baptiste, I forgot to consider the fact that I was living in um, West Roxbury and the studio was in Boston. And that was a, quite a bit of a drive and sort of a pain. So after I started teaching uh, at the Baptiste studio, I ended up selling my home and buying a condo in Charlestown, a neighborhood of Boston. So it was much easier for me to get to work. So in retrospect, if I had really thought about where, when, and with whom do I want this outcome of at that time, it was working at that particular studio, I would have moved before, but I didn't do the planning. I didn't ask myself the question. So that's why that's a really important thing to think about. The next question is what stops you from having your desired outcome already? This is a really important one for yoga teachers because believe me, if you thought, if you, let me say it this way, if you know that you want to be more confident and you know that feeling more confident is something that you really want, don't you think if you could figure it out on your own, you would have done that already? Like, why would you be dragging out teaching in a way where you're not confident? Of course you wouldn't. So this is a perfect sign from the universe to tell you, you need help. No yoga teacher wants to teach with the kinds of pressures and stresses and problems that the teachers that I speak with are experiencing. But for some reason, they dig, oftentimes dig their heels in under this assumption that this is normal 
this is what teachers experience. I just have to push myself through this. Over time, things will get better. None of that is true. Over time, things will probably get worse because you'll continue to grind in those behaviors and the negative thoughts that come along with them the longer those habits remain. And so this whole idea of what is stopping you right now from having your desired outcome, be really honest with yourself. Because many times what you'll hear that inner voice say is fear. Well, I'm afraid to teach privates. I'm afraid to ask for more money. I'm afraid to take a job outside the studio world because I'm afraid I'm gonna to have to market my own classes and no one will come. I'm afraid of this, that, whatever it is. And until we bring that to light, we are never going to get you moved forward to the way of teaching that you dream about. So it's really important to be honest with yourself when you answer that question. The second to last question is what resources will you need to help you create what you want? And be really careful here that you don't say, oh, I need to take a 300 hour training or, oh, I need to take a 500 hour training or, oh, I need to buy those five books. If books and online courses were all yoga teachers needed to reach their dream vision, they would all be teaching in accordance with their dream vision. But my guess is they're not. So that means those things are not the answer. They might be part of the answer, but they're not the answer. And certainly just following along with what everybody else is doing, which is generally signing up for hours-based training is generally not helpful if that's not what you need to get your dream outcome to happen. Like I'll give you a perfect, for instance, if your dream outcome is teaching restorative yoga in a particular location, or maybe you want to start, let's say you want to start a program online to teach restorative healing techniques to people with chronic illnesses. And part of what you want to offer is yoga classes that are based on a restorative approach. Part of what you would answer in response to this question, what resources will you need might be take a 300 hour training on yin or take a course on restorative yoga. That would be a good decision because that would be a specific training tied to a skill you want. But to say, well, I wanna be more confident and I wanna learn how to cue more effectively and easily build sequences and understand anatomy. The answer to that is not to sign up for a training just an hours-based training, because that's taking, in most cases, a super global agenda of a training and trying to get a specific set of results out of it. And that's typically not how those trainings are set up. So I gave you those two examples. You need to think through your answer to this question. What resources will you need to help you create what you want? And then the last question is, how are you going to get there? And what's the first step to achieving this result? I love this question because, you know, I was just speaking to a yoga teacher uh, over the phone and she was saying to me, sometimes when I think about making the positive changes in my teaching that I know I need to do, it's getting started and knowing the steps that makes me feel overwhelmed. And then as a result, I end up doing nothing. 
And this is common. You know, that feeling of overwhelm is common. And it comes in part by not knowing what the first step is, overthinking, taking that first step. And so the two of those things together often result in inaction. And then over time, the desired result doesn't happen. The person doesn't, the teacher doesn't experience it. So it just continues to reinforce the belief that it's not possible. So in this last step, what this framework is asking you to do is define what are the steps to get you what you want and how are you going to get there and what's your first step. So now that we've gone through that NLP framework, ask yourself, how does this feel to you right now? Did you think of an outcome that you want? As I was going through these steps, did you have things come to mind? When you ask yourself that question of what's preventing you from having that outcome right now, were you really honest with yourself? And if so, what came up for you? So if you're listening to this and you wish that you could feel more confident, you do want to share better cues. You want to drop all the prep time for your classes and you truly wanna understand anatomy so you can understand the why behind your cues. If you want all those things and you want that way of being and you're not there now, you're in what I call the stalled zone. Being in the stalled zone is one where you could be a newer teacher or a more experienced teacher, but the bottom line is things are stalled for you. Your growth is stalled. Your confidence is stalled. You're not moving forward. You're just in this circular movement of spinning around in circles, feeling like you wish you had more confidence. You wish you had these skilled, these skills. So when you're in this stalled zone, your growth will stand, be at a standstill and your confidence won't grow either until you get the help, the help that you deserve. Notice I didn't say the help you need, that's baked in. It's the help you deserve. No yoga teacher deserves to be out there on their own, feeling these ways and not getting the help they deserve. Because remember I said at the beginning, the ripple effect, when you get the help you deserve so that you can feel more confident because you have these skills, the ripple effect of you on your students and them in their communities and on their families and you on your families is so profound that just by you taking that one step to ask for help and start to get help, all those other positive outcomes happen. So if you're listening to this and you know you're in this stalled zone, I want you to DM me on Instagram, podcast257 which is the number of this episode, podcast 257. And I'll see if you are a yoga teacher, I can help. So again, just DM me on Instagram, podcast 257, and I'll see if you are a yoga teacher, I can help. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I can't wait to catch up with you again on the next episode of Conversations for Yoga Teachers. Namaste. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as a special thanks, DM me the words 
podcast offer. And I'll share with you a special opportunity for yoga teachers who are ready to be confident and skilled and drop all the prep time you most likely are doing, getting ready for class, drop practicing with class and instead do what I call the walk and talk, drop using the same cues over and over and drop worrying what other people think. If this is you and you're ready to step into your most powerful, authentic way of teaching, just DM me the words podcast offer on my Instagram and I'll tell you how I can help you.